Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 180 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by the one and only Couchtown Coffee. I just got some Couchtown Coffee in well, maybe a week or so ago. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, variety pack. They know just what to send me. I've been ordering from them for almost three years now. It's been a while. If you guys want to check out Couchtown Coffee, it is custom roasted coffee to your specifications, shipped to your door, and it's located right here in Iowa. All you got to do is go to CouchtownCoffee.com, find a coffee you like, make an order, and when you do make an order, let them know Audible Farm sent you, and they'll give you 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. This week, I am sitting down alone. I'm doing another solo episode. Now, typically, these don't get as many listens as uh, some of the other ones with guests, but it's understandable. I talk about that uh, in the latter half of this episode. In the first majority of this episode, I talk about the Facebook group I created and uh, events and what it's, uh, I guess, what the purpose of it all is. You know, why, why should you make a Facebook event? Uh, are flyers a thing that people should still be making? And uh, if, if you are still making flyers, what kind of information should you put on them? Should you double-check your information before you print your flyer and post it everywhere, etc., etc.? So I talk about that, as well as the Audible Farm event calendar that is in the Audible Farm group on Facebook. Uh, as of the recording of this, there's almost 100 episodes, or 100 events in their episodes. Jeez. There's almost 100 events in there from across Iowa, most of them being from Des Moines to north-central Iowa, uh, there's some over there from the eastern area and and beyond. So check it out. If you guys want to add to that, we talk about that in the upcoming episode. And that is the majority of what this episode is about. So check it out. hope you guys enjoy it. This is episode number 180 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and it's a solo episode. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Let's get started here. So, this week is a solo episode. I try my best not to do solo episodes, but sometimes they happen. Um, sometimes they happen because I didn't schedule a guest. Sometimes they happen because of scheduling conflicts. Sometimes they just happen. And, I, like I said, I try my best not to do solo episodes. It's not really something I want to do too much of. So I apologize in advance, but there are some people that say that the solo episodes are actually really fun and they really enjoy listening to them. So I guess this week is a solo episode and we are going to just go with it and get right into it. So one thing that I've been doing in the Audible Farm space uh, the last couple months has been trying my best to add events to the Audible Farm group on Facebook Uh one of the reasons for that is if you have an event for, let's say, music or comedy or art or anything related to anything like that, what you can do is you can just toss your event in that group and it gets automatically added to the group calendar. Um, the group calendar, as of the day I'm recording this, had 99 events in it. 99 events. Uh, almost 100. Not quite 100. I made a post... Maybe by the time this episode comes out, it'll have 100, but 
as of the time this episode came out, there was 99 events in there. So that's 99 different events, mostly music, featuring almost entirely all local acts. There's only a few events in there that are bigger names, but they have local openers. And I, I'm okay with tossing those in there too. Got local bands on it, go for it. If you got an art show, toss it in there. If you're doing comedy somewhere in Iowa, boom, there's a good spot for it. I just, I guess I, my thought process process behind that is multifold. So initially what I, uh, I kind of just set it up and that calendar's always been there, but it hasn't always been viewable on a phone. So you would have had to gone to facebook.com on a laptop or desktop and then hopped in the group to see the calendar. But now that calendar is visible to anyone with a phone, or at least I can see it on mine. I know most of my friends can see it on theirs. So if you can't see it, it could be an up, like an updating issue of some sort, maybe. I'm not sure, but it could just be uh, old, old hardware not mixing well with new software. That's, I guess that's not an issue for me. So hopefully it's not an issue for you. But if you have events and you want to share them in there, toss them in there. One of the reasons that that's a good place is I know there's other people around the state that create event calendars and some of those people look in there and snag some of the events and toss the events in their weekly event calendars. So there could be an opportunity for a little bit of cross promotion with somebody else, not just necessarily Audible Farm, but there could be some cross promotion with, you, you never know who it's going to be. I know I know of about three or four different uh, people or or companies or entities of sorts that are making event calendars, and I kind of wanted to to do a little bit more interactive event calendar, but I haven't really had the time or gumption to get that done. So as of right now, that's as far as it's gone. I know I had kind of teased it. I had made a few little trailer videos of like upcoming events and things like that, and showed them to a few people, but I. I just don't know if I have the energy to do it every single week. My my thought was to hopefully make an event calendar video and just be like, here's the events coming up this week and just put a list of them and toss them on YouTube or Facebook or wherever people want to watch the video. And just make a nice short video showing who all is playing where over the weekend. And uh, it could get a little cumbersome. I know one of the first weeks I made a video, there was only like four or five events in the group. And then the next week I made a video and there was like 13 events. So the videos could be shorter or longer or you never know. But I, I never really got around to actually finalizing a video and putting it online. So as of right now, the best place to go to find the events uh, might be that group. I mean, I get it because I have a little bit closer pulse on the music scene than some people. Um, and it's not always easy to find local events uh, just using Facebook's event search feature, even though uh, I've always had a pretty good luck with it, but at the same time, not everyone's had that good luck. And it could be because of algorithms. It could be because of not understanding the search features. It could be whatever. But uh, it seems like at least at, at bare minimum once a week, someone would ask me, where are the shows at this week? Uh, some weeks I would have three, four, five people hitting me up and saying, who's playing where, you know, in North Central Iowa? Or who's playing where in, you know, Des Moines? Do you have any shows coming up in Des Moines? I'm going down there this weekend. And 
I, like I said, I try my best to put as many events in there as possible, but I can't see everyone's events. And I, I just don't have the time to dedicate to cruising through bands, Facebook pages and adding their events there. I've done it a little bit here and there on with some downtime I've had, but I can't guarantee that's going to be something I'm going to consistently do. So if you are a musician and you have events coming up and you make a Facebook event for it, you can share it in there and people can can see it on the calendar. And they can see who's who's going to be doing what. So that's something uh, I would suggest if if you're doing the music playing or the art or you're making events or you have a promotional company, et cetera, et cetera, that might be a good place to start dropping some links just so other people can see it. I'm going to pull up the calendar right now just for fun to kind of show everyone what kind of events are coming up. So let's see here. I have to remind myself when this is actually coming out. So uh, let's see here. This Friday, there's a show in Des Moines, and it is, uh, let's see here, Some Kind of Nightmare, More Cheese, The Getaways, and Joint Pain. Uh, this Friday, there's also a show, uh, looks like Lee Clad is playing at Four Seasons in Newton. Uh, this Friday, there's also, let's see, uh, a couple record companies are doing a, a show with, uh, down at Lefties, we got some some rappers going on down there. This Saturday, there's a night of metal uh, in Des Moines uh, or in uh, Fort Dodge. Excuse me, I'm, I'm actually on that show. Oof, and I I messed that up. So yeah, Saturday there's a night of metal, and I mean I'm I'm barely cracking through Saturday here. Uh, Rowan McCartney is going to be at Shiny Top. Pork Tornadoes are going to be at Woolies. Chris Carr is going to be at Autos. Four One Five American Legion. And um, let's see here, David Watson's going to be at Timbuk Brew. The Blue Ribbon Ramblers look like they're going to be at Shiny Top on St. Paddy's. If I'm not mistaken, that was the same lineup they had maybe last year. If it wasn't last year, it was two years ago because Shiny Top did Rowan McCartney and then the Blue Ribbon Ramblers. And I have to say this, that show was packed. And I'm, I'm serious, that was so, so packed at Shiny Top. Um, the last time those two were both there. So if you're looking to go to that show at Shiny Top this weekend, uh, maybe show up early. It's going to be super packed. Um, Matt Woods Band is going to be live at the Washington on Saturday. Uh, I also do have a duplicate event for that uh, set up. One set up by Matt Woods and one was set up by the Washington. Otherwise, the boys are going to be at the Rail Yard Sports Bar in Fort Madison uh, Saturday. And then we're off to the races next week. Uh, looks like... Wednesday is going to have Scott Kirkhart at Sneakers, and Wednesday is also going to have Chris Carr at Lark Brewing. And then next week, um, on Thursday, let's see here. Yeah, next week on Thursday, well, that's going to be next week's podcast anyways. So, yeah, there's piles and piles of events going on in there. Um, definitely worth looking at. So if that's something that interests you to see where shows are coming up, uh, I don't know, there's 10, 15 shows coming up in the next week alone. That's right there on that group list. So if you guys make events, throw them in there. If you're a band that does not make Facebook events, I'm, I guess I'm not sure why I get the process of sharing a flyer. I mean, that's easy to just like make, I uh, made a flyer, boom, share it. Sounds good. The only thing I don't like about having flyers be shared is sometimes the flyers won't show all the information 
I do know from like going to independent pro wrestling shows, if any promoters from pro wrestling uh, around the state are listening to this, uh, go ahead and have a chuckle at this because I'm just saying it out loud because it's funny. You used to go on there and it'd be like Facebook says the event is this day, but they shared a flyer and it says it's that day. And then you go on Twitter and it says a, a different time. And I mean, everything was always just kind of like mishmashed. Um, and more often than not, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was just like one would say the event starts at 630 and the other one would say event starts at six doors at 545. And, you know, and then you'd show up and you'd be there at 530 because you want to be there when the doors open to get a good seat. And then they tell you the doors don't open till 6.15, you know. So there's a bunch of that kind of stuff that goes on that um, I don't see too much of that uh, with people with their events. But it does happen occasionally. Um, I do know, I, I understand it's not always easy to make events and organize them. But uh, if you're somebody that does a lot of playing, maybe that might be something to start getting into is to make a Facebook event for it and see who decides they want to show up. It's a nice way to share what's coming up it's it makes it easier to find the events if you use the facebook event search feature and um you know i guess it's a i i think it's convenient i also understand that like making a a facebook event can seem tedious when you make them for all your shows and like let's say only like 14 people respond or something or you share it 20 times and and nobody does anything and then the place is packed and it's like why did i make a facebook event and put so much energy and time into that if you know, nobody said they were coming, and then the place was sold out anyway. So I get it. I really do. But at the same rate, I feel like making the Facebook events is um, one of the best ways to go about getting your events out there to the public and letting the public know what's going on. So if uh, anybody needs help making Facebook events, I guess you can you can contact me here at Audible Farm. I can show you how to do it real easy. Um, not only that, but if you create an event... A lot of times you can just duplicate the event and then change the location and time and and call it good that way. Another thing about making events on on Facebook, I get that everyone has their own concept of how they want to do this, and they're all thinking to themselves, this this is the way I think looks the best, et cetera, et cetera. But I do also want to say that um, like if you are just scrolling through and all you can see is the title of the event it might not do too much justice if the event title doesn't tell you what all is going on. So uh, I, I'll, I'll just use some examples here. Like uh, Timbuk Brew created one, and I get it. It's their venue, but it says David Watson at Timbuk Brew. Well, it's pretty obvious and blatant what's going on there. David Watson's going to be live at Timbuk Brew Saturday at 7. I mean, it, all the information's right there. There's another one here. Chris, Cole, Chris Carr, solo acoustic, Otto's 415 American Legion. I mean, that doesn't doesn't really necessarily tell me the town maybe unless like autos is the town let's pull let's pull into that one and look but that this is kind of what i'm talking about you yeah it's in livermore it's the livermore legion all right so that makes sense what day was that saturday boo i'm playing a show that uh, chris is coming up in my neck of the woods kind of and i'm gonna be out playing a show oh well um but yeah that's kind of what i'm i'm saying and like i mean not everyone's gonna be as curious to click into the events and see what's going on uh, I do know that some people take different avenues with this. Like, for example, um, let's see, I'll, I'll look it up. So Clint Riedel, uh, likes to title his events. Uh, he gives them kind of goofy names. Let's see what some of the, like pure joy and tall tales or, uh, rambling stories on the big stage or the Mecca of Iowa for live music. So I get that that's also kind of a fun way to title some things, 
but it also might not tell everyone all the information they want to see from an onset. So like I, I kind of view these events as like if I was looking at a flyer, what would be something I would want to see on a flyer? And I, I just I kind of just want to see the bands and, and where they're playing and then the date. And I mean, like the date and time is already auto generated by Facebook in the event when you set it. So when you look at it, it already tells you what day and time the event is at. And then the title of the event is going to describe, um, I guess, the event itself. So it's totally up to everybody how they want to do this. These are literally just my opinions. And I don't know if it's really something that's that, quote unquote, super important to title your events correctly or whatever. But that's my thought process on that. Uh, as far as making events and sharing them on Facebook, uh, I... Like I said, I'm trying my best to put as many events in there as I can. Anything Iowa, just toss them in there. If you're a if you have a band and you got events coming up and you go, hey, how come you're not sharing my events? Just toss them in there. They'll be on the calendar. It's that easy. I don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You can just pop it in there and be like, hey, we're playing a show. Boom, there. It's added to the calendar. It's that easy. It it auto generates right onto the calendar. And if there's anybody that is wondering to themselves, where's this mythical calendar you keep talking about? Well, if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash Audible Farm, there's a public group there. Anyone can join. There's only a... F- I, for a while, I had it, so you had to answer questions, and I had to let you in, etc., etc. That got tedious, so what I did instead was I went in and just allowed everyone to join. And there's not... I haven't seen anyone spamming. I've only ever, I think, kicked one person out of the group uh, for spamming. Uh, very non-related stuff. So um, everyone's been pretty good about it so far. Uh, the group has doubled in size in the last month. So I appreciate that for everyone that's uh, going there to find live events or just going in there to post your events, whatever you choose. I appreciate it. I mean, I will say first and foremost that uh, Chris Carr does a pretty good job of sharing his events in there. And what he doesn't share, I share. So uh, hats off to you, Chris. Uh, he was one of those artists I went through. He posted like 20 events one day on his Facebook. And I was like, well, I'm just going to, every time one comes up on my feed, I'm just going to share it in there. So I just kept doing that. Uh, Jared Harp does a really good job of doing that too. Uh, he puts a lot of more cheese information in there. Some Americature stuff in there since he's in two bands. So thank you, Jared Harp. He's been on the podcast before, too. That's been, like, three years ago. I need to get him back on. I need to get his wife on here. I need to get some more people from both of the bands that he's in on here. Uh, again, because they're all doing tons of work lately. So, um, yeah, hats off to those guys for doing all the hard work. And uh, using the group, uh, if, if you go in there, you'll notice there's a lot, 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 lot of uh, Audible Farm stuff in there. So, um I mean, I try my best to share events and then other things I have coming up. I see Three Finger Betty shared a, an event in there as well. Thank you. Uh, that was actually not me that shared that, but I believe it was John. So thank you, John, for using the Audible Farm group. And uh, speaking of that event, Three Finger Betty shared. Give me just one moment. I don't have a cough button. That's like the worst part about my setup. I need a cough button. But, uh, yeah, give me just a second. <coughs> but, yeah, so... That Night of Metal in Fort Dodge is coming up. It's all ages, Saturday, March 12th, at Fort Frenzy in Fort Dodge. 
There's going to be five bands there. It's $20 at the door, or you can buy them in advance for $20 as well at yourfortdodge.com. Uh, Night of Metal, Saturday, March 12th, Fort Frenzy, Widow 7, All Things Lost, Fault Mine, Ancient Elm, and Three Finger Betty. I've played shows with uh, Ancient Elm before, and I currently play with Three Finger Betty uh, down in Des Moines more often than not. But we do venture out sometimes, and I know that Ancient Elm is not foreign to the Fort Dodge area, uh, as a lot of those guys originally were from, I believe, the Sac City-ish area so they're not terribly far away from fort dodge and uh that was one of the things i guess that kind of drew me to them was they were a band that i'd seen in des moines and fort dodge and and other places and they're not from des moines or fort dodge so i was always kind of intrigued by them they come from their own town they do their own thing their music's awesome they just released some new stuff too so check them out ancient elm otherwise it's going to be great to share the stage with widow seven all things lost and fault mine i was recently on the regional rock hour and talked to a few people on there uh, including Mason, Ugh, gotta love Mason. He's he's out there doing all sorts of work for the local music scene in North Central Iowa. So hats off Mason at the Regional Rock Hour on 92 Rock. Uh, it's gonna be really cool. So check that event out if you're into metal. Um, I don't know if Three Finger Betty would be considered metal, but uh, we're in there. I mean we're we're hard rocking. We're we're not quite metal, not quite punk. Mason said, you know, you could probably just call us rock and get away with it. And that's true because there's not too many bands out there that say we're a rock band. But, you know, Three Finger Betty kind of is. We take influences of, of punk and we wrap metal influences around it. And we end up with something kind of in the middle. You know, it's it's fast paced punk with with a lot of drums and like like metal style drums on top of that. You know, lots of double kick, huge, huge drum kit for uh, Clint Wheelman and Three Finger Betty. And then how many punk bands you know that are out there just shredding solos like crazy so that's john shredding some solos and then uh yeah i guess after that it's just me and jeff me and g off uh hanging out on the side of the stage playing rhythm guitar and bass i mean i do i throw some leads in there too and and honestly like jeff our bassist hasn't been playing bass very long and he's improved dramatically since the first time we've had him so Hats off to him. Hopefully he gets comfortable playing some of these songs. It's a little easier when you play them for six, seven years straight. So uh, hats off to him for just cranking out the songs and just keep going and doing all that stuff. So uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through the group here to see what's going on. I mean, I see all sorts of shows on there. Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. Um, let's see here. Here's another show that uh, Jared Jared Harp shared a show. Uh, I see Dan Jones is sharing some flyers in there. Uh, hats off to him. That's really cool. Uh, I've never had Dan on the podcast, but somehow he knows about the the group and and shares events in there. Um, while he shares flyers, the events don't show up on the event calendar because he's not sharing the events in there. But the flyers are in there, and that's the one thing I think is the benefit of sharing the event over the event flyer as well. Is if you just share the flyer, it might get buried underneath forty other posts. But if somebody shares an event, it will get pinned right to the top in that group and it'll be right there so if you go to the audible farm uh group there and it's just you're right at the home page uh right there up near the top there's uh, a featured section and there's nothing really featured in there uh except the events tab i've debated whether or not to to feature things in that little featured section but 
once again, I don't, I don't want to pin stuff in there and then be stuck with it in there and have to remove it later and keep updating it, etc. I get it. Some people are like, yeah, you're lazy or whatever, but you know, I'm trying my best out here. So, uh, thank you guys for anybody that's checked out that events page. Uh, I've, I know there's some people in the Fort Dodge area that have been relentlessly going to that event page, clicking interested on events, sharing them. I've seen them at events and it's amazing. I'm glad there's people out there that are taking to it. Um, I do know other people that have, you know, kind of given me some guff cause they're like, Hey, there's no events coming up, you know, in my area on here. And I get it. You know, I can't see all the events. I don't know what all's going on down, you know, and, southeastern iowa you know you might have to hit up someone down there for that you know um whether it be brian at brian's man cave or whoever it is you know i mean there's all sorts of radio shows and things like that around the state and those a lot of those shows and uh entities in some capacity or another try to have an events calendar and i'm fairly certain brian does one down there so check that out too i guess if you're in a different area i'm sure somebody else in your area does share events but for the most part, what I'm sharing in there for events are North Central Iowa down through Des Moines. Um, maybe some of my buddies that are playing elsewhere, or people on my friends list that have shared things, but that's going to be most of what's on there from what I'm sharing, just based on what I get to see and based on who I interact with on a daily basis on my Facebook. So once again, if you want to hop in that Facebook group and share some stuff, go for it. If you don't feel like it's going to be beneficial to you that's fine too you don't have to do anything um just keep doing what you're doing and keep making music and i'm sure you're making people happy so thank you everyone that's checked that out i really really do appreciate it uh, i'm sorry i haven't really done anything else with it other than just the event calendar is there so the other end of that is um you know, like Brian down at Brian's Man Cave. I know there's a couple other groups around Iowa that do the same thing. I know there's some national groups that have splintered off into statewide groups. So, like, you know, there's supporting <clears throat> supporting local musicians. Iowa, I think, is a, a group. Same deal. They share a lot of events. And um, I know some of them are events that they're pulling out of my group and putting in theirs. I don't care. Do it. It's only going to help everyone else out in the long run. So if there's anybody out there that's making event lists and you want to know what's going on in North Central Iowa, and you want to inform everyone else, you're more than welcome to go to the Audible Farm group and just snag anything in there you want and put it on your event list. I mean, it's, um, like I said, it's it's great. I've done it to some other event places for different events for things that I know are going on. So uh, hats off to everyone that's taking the time to go look at the events calendar or, or has clicked interested because of it or you know, has scrolled through and shared some activity in, in the group there. I mean, it's not just events. There's people updating all sorts of things in there. Uh, a good example of that would be Jared Harp does a lot of that. He, he makes promotional videos. He shares flyers. He does all sorts of stuff. That guy is busy, 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 busy. So hats off to Jared for doing that. He's, he posts in there maybe once, twice a week, sometimes more often than that. I know Billy Rose with the Midwest Review is posting in there when he has shows coming up and who's going to be on his show. And uh, if these are people you don't know who they are, maybe hop in the group and check it out. You know, uh, Jared sh shared some uh, pictures from some events that he, he played at recently. I mean, there's all sorts of good stuff in there. So hats off to everyone that's been checking out the Facebook group. Once again, if you're looking for that Facebook 
dot com slash groups slash audible farm it's right there otherwise you can search audible farm on facebook and it's it's the return that isn't the the page itself so check that out if you're not privy to facebook groups or if you're not you know i'm not technologically savvy i don't know how to do that well then it's okay i'm sorry i i try to make it as easy as possible uh i'm i tried to find a way to like export some of the things on here like i wish there was a way to embed this event calendar on like my website or something but that's kind of just the way the cookie crumbles so if if i end up figuring something like that out later i will do it but that's kind of where we're at right now for the events so check that out um this year has been kind of i want to say slow event wise i've been playing less shows this year than i did last year but i feel like i'm playing bigger shows this year than i did last year so that uh brings up a, a good question I've asked a few people this, and I feel like a while back I wanted to do kind of like a spinoff of the Audible Farm podcast and just, you know, Audible Farm shorts or something, you know, and just ask people when I run into them just some simple questions to see what their answers would be. And this is one of them uh, that I had debated asking some people, but uh, I guess it's kind of become more relevant to me this year than it was last year so here we go if all else was exactly the same for example if if when it all came down to it you would make the same amount of money the same amount of people would see you it would be the same amount of travel time etc 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 if everything at the end of the year just came out to a wash um would you rather play less shows in front of more people or more shows in front of less people um that's the question I want to ask each and every one of you. I feel like it'd be fun to pull, pull some people aside and hear what they have to say. If anybody's willing to answer that, uh, just pop your answer in the comment section wherever you're listening to this, whether it be um, you can go to Facebook and just pop it in the comment section on the post there or on Instagram or on Twitter. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a YouTube comment, um, whatever you want to do. But that's something I've kind of been wondering to some people. Because, I mean, like, if it all came down at the end of the year, if you made the same amount of money, the same amount of people saw you, your exposure grew by the same rate, and everything was all the same, I mean, it kind of would stand to reason that you would want to play less shows because it's less work for the same amount of return. But at the same rate, the more shows you play, the better you get. Plus, playing shows is fun. I mean, I... I also understand from doing this podcast for three years and playing music live for five or six years. Holy cow. It's been a while. But yeah, from playing all the live shows and doing all that stuff, I do also understand that playing that many shows can be very, very tiresome. Uh, I had one year where I played almost 50, and uh, I've had other years where I've played 30 or less. And then last year I played 70, almost 80 shows. So... I've, I've played a lot of shows uh, with varying degrees of people there, and it comes up time and time again. It came up on last episode uh, with Vince Beneshek that I just forget the bad day I'm having when I'm playing music. And it's not that music's a cure-all, but it helps me just kind of relieve stress and forget about all those bad things that have been happening or all the things that I'm, I'm worrying about that I shouldn't worry about, or, you know, I'm making a mountain out of a molehill out of something. And then I just don't, I don't think about it. My brain doesn't think about it. I don't ever think anything about it. And that's one of the things that I think is really fun about playing music is it gives me some sort of 
uh, release from the day-to-day whatever that everyone has going on. So hats off to all those people out there just crushing it, playing music all the time. Whether or not you have to or you want to, um, some people are in the boat where this is what they do for a living. So they have to kind of play shows all the time. But some people are in in the boat where this is uh, nothing more than just a hobby. And they only want to play shows when they want to play shows. And there's a lot of merit in that as well. I know bands down in the Des Moines area, they play four shows a year, tops, most of them in Des Moines. But if, if one of your favorite local bands only plays, you know, every three months or four months, you're probably going to make a point to go see them. And, and it's opposed to if your favorite local band in Des Moines plays a show every week, you know, or every other week, you know, when I was in three finger Betty, there were some weeks where we played three shows, you know, and all of them in Des Moines at different venues. And I get it that not everyone wants to travel to different venues and some different venues have, you know, their dedicated customers. So everything has its pros and cons, but that's, I guess, one question I, w- I would love to sit down and ask everyone and kind of just inquire with them about is if all else was the same, what would you do? And, um, I don't know. I honestly don't know what my answer would be. I still think it would be play, play more shows. It's more exhausting. Um, it kind of can run you mentally ragged if you're short for time, um, in your life anyways. So like, uh, people that have full-time jobs and side jobs and also play music. Uh, I know some people like that, maybe personally, (laughs) um, maybe I'm looking at one in the camera right now. Uh, yeah. So speaking of looking into the camera, hats off to everyone doing the Patreon channel. I, for a while there was posting the Patreon episodes earlier than the episode normally would have come out. I was posting them on Wednesday and I got a little behind. It's, uh, you know, go figure. So, uh, the Patreon, uh, videos should be up there the day that the podcast comes out. The only problem with that is, is I, I'm not hundred percent sure I can auto post with Patreon. I haven't tried it yet, but I don't think there's like a scheduled function on that. Where like with, you know, audible farm and Instagram and things like that, depending on what apps you're using, you can generate posts on a scheduled basis. So sometimes those Patreon posts come out Thursday afternoon. Sometimes they're Thursday night, you know, sometimes they're Thursday morning. And other times they are Friday afternoon and sometimes they're early. So what I've really kind of getting down to is this, there's uh, a handful of people on that Patreon channel and not everyone watches the Patreon videos, but a lot of times they do. And I wish there was a way I could help reward some of these people for, you know, being patrons of Audible Farm. These people are all paying Audible Farm uh, anywhere from a dollar a month to I think our biggest uh, supporter is $7 a month, which is absolutely wild. Um, I think when you sign up, it suggests you give $5 a month, but I just want everyone to know that I've said it multiple times. It's a dollar a month. That's all it costs. I think that's the lowest amount you can pledge anywhere, but for some reason, Patreon suggests more. I, I don't know. Maybe I can change that on my end. Maybe not. I'm not sure, but that's how that goes. So to everyone that's been supporting with Patreon, thank you very much. Um, 2022 is shaping up to be one of the first years where I will, 
I can't believe I'm admitting this. It'll be one of the first years I'm going to come close to breaking even on this. Um, which is, you know, it happens. It's the way it goes. I, I started this out of a labor of love. I didn't start it to make a zillion dollars. Uh, there's no way based on the content that I'm going to make a zillion dollars. So, uh, I'm just happy to be providing a service to people and sitting down and talking with not just my friends, but people I meet, um, people I haven't met even. There's a lot of people I've had on the podcast that I haven't met. As a matter of fact, I would say probably 30% of the guests I may have never even met once other than over the internet. I might've been Facebook friends with them or something. So, uh, hats off to everyone there. I, I have in the past few weeks been talking about trying to schedule out episodes and I had, I had a, I have about seven or eight people that have inquired within the last three months or so to be on the podcast. And then um, my typical reply is, yes, here's my availability, which is sparse, I will admit. Uh, it's not always a lot of time. There's not always a lot of free time. So uh, if you can meet that, uh, I, I'll do my best to to sit down and talk with you whether it be over the internet, we can meet somewhere, I can drive to you, you can drive to me, whatever works best, I'll try my best to work out, but at the same time, like I said, it's it's uh, it's not always easy, and there's a lot of people, when I give them my availability, uh, I, th- I feel like some people are scared away by the fact that I'm only free uh, to do a podcast a few nights a week, which, it it's neither here nor there, it's just the way it is, but if there's anybody that's looking to be on the podcast, get back at me, uh, the audible farm inbox on facebook is it's full i mean there's it's not full but that's if people message me a lot of times it'll get buried pretty quickly because i have a lot of people inquiring as well as a lot of spam style messages coming in from people um you know telling me oh i saw your youtube channel and i could give me a zillion dollars a month and we'll promote it for you or something you know i get all those kind of things too so i get it but everyone that's a patron Thank you very much. T-shirt sales uh, have been going through the roof this last few months. Um, I haven't ordered any new ones. And I'm not sure I'm going to order any new ones um, for the new variety. So I, I tongue-in-cheek it quite a bit on the podcast and don't say it out loud. But uh, the T-shirts that I made that I, I made 50, somewhere between 50 and 70 shirts maybe. And they were Audible Farm shirts that were in the style of the NWO logo. For people that don't know what the NWO is, it was a pro wrestling group in the 90s. Uh, It's super popular. It had Hulk Hogan in it and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, as well as um, a a bazillion other people eventually. It got all diluted down, etc. But I made some some shirts of that. It was the last design that uh, Brent Licata, our graphic designer, had made before he passed away. So those shirts are, are, there's still some available, but I am really getting low on some sizes. So if you're looking for those, they're in the Audible Farm shop, or you can hit me up. I usually have some with me. Um, most places I go, but uh, I kind of started slowing down with bringing t-shirts with me everywhere, because it's just an extra box of stuff I gotta, I gotta take to every event and every jam night and everything I go to. So if you... Uh, have a hard time catching me, maybe message me before I go to an event and say, hey, bring me a shirt. I saw that they're available on your website. It's uh, shop.audiblefarm.com. That'll take you right to the Audible Farm shop. It'll tell you the quantities or uh, the sizes available there as well as what's sold out and what's not. I do have two or three other ideas for new shirt designs that I might end up making. 
But if I ever do any shirt designs that are, I guess I, the only nice way to say it is it's a direct ripoff of something else. If I ever have any shirts like that, I usually just do a really short run of. I'm not looking to, you know, with the NWO, I'm not looking to get sued by Vince McMahon and the WWE over, like, making a $10 shirt for somebody. So I always try my best not to overcharge for things like that. And I get it that, like, some people... Yeah, well, you could charge way more for a shirt like that. Well, you probably could, but also, I, you know, I'll just take a couple bucks for profit, and you can have the shirt for for cheap, and we'll just we'll be done with it, you know. And then you can wear the shirt and enjoy it, and I'll have a couple bucks, and everybody's happy, you know. So, um, if it's a band shirt, I, I guess I feel a little bit differently. If you have a band and you're selling shirts, yeah, sell them for whatever the market justifies. But I mean, I'm just a podcast, so. Um, kind of what I'm doing is just trying to get the attention towards the podcast and then from there push it towards all the bands because this is ultimately about bands. I can tell you straight away that, uh, the last 2022 has been some of the most listened to this podcast has ever been. I think in the last 10 episodes, I think five of them are on the top 10 most listened episodes of the podcast ever, including, I think two of those are one and two. So there's been a couple episodes that haven't even been out a month or two, and they're already some of the most listened to episodes I've ever done. And so thank you guys very much for listening uh, in that capacity. And thank you guys for supporting the podcast, you know, whether it be monetarily as a patron or monetarily by buying a shirt, you know, that $2, I know what you're thinking, like, oh, well, $2, whatever, but $2 goes a long ways when uh, I got to pay for hosting fees and all this other stuff for the podcast. So thank you guys very much. There, like I said, I have some plans for some new shirts. I I think I may commission a couple of them from some graphic designers. A couple of them I may design myself if I can pull it off. I am um, a novice graphic designer. It's what I went to school for the second time I went to school. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the first two times I went to school, just, um, I guess, for posterity, I, I didn't finish. So the third time I finished... And boy, howdy, did I ever. I finished with multiple degrees, so at least we finally got it finished. But yeah, I've, I've dabbled in a few things, and I think I've got a few new t-shirt designs I might end up doing. Um, but yeah, if you guys are looking for any of those Audible Farm shirts, check them out. I am out of a lot of varieties of them, but I do still have... I think I've got the black and white and the red and black um, in maybe two or three different sizes. I could pull them up here, but... Uh, the link's down below. You guys can click on it if you want to. I'm not going to bore you with uh, reading t-shirt quantities over the internet. So uh, that's pretty much all I have for this week. We're about 40 minutes in here. And uh, it's, you know, I like I said, I don't like doing the solo episodes. They're easily the least listened to episodes I do. Why? Because it's just me talking and there's no guest for me to bounce ideas off of. And this is a guest-driven podcast. The guests make and break this podcast 100%. Actually, nobody's broke the podcast. But <laughs> yeah, the guests are pretty much what's going on. Those are the people that everyone wants to listen to. Why? Because they're the people making music. I get it. I make music too. I'm a musician. I, I play at jam nights on Tuesdays and sometimes on Sundays in North Central Iowa. Uh, somebody recently compiled a list of all the jam nights going on in Des Moines. They've been popping up over the last year. And I think there's like 10 different jam nights in Des Moines now from like blues to country to just random open mic nights, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
I'm going to try my best to find a lot of those and put them in the events section if they make events for them on the Audible Farm group. But at the same time, I know a lot of those don't have events made. I also do know that the event calendar does not do the best notifying um, what kind of repeating events are coming up. So like that's another thing you can do on Facebook. If you have an event that's every Tuesday, you can just set it up once and just set it to repeat every Tuesday. And for some reason, that little event calendar doesn't necessarily enjoy that very much. It doesn't always show what events are coming up if it's a repeated event. So a lot of those jam nights that do that, uh, you can't necessarily see them. So I'm trying my best to, to do something with all the jam nights that are going on too and kind of get everyone to, to interact with one another. Because going to the Patty's Pub Jams in Fort Dodge that used to happen, uh, that Jeremy Ober ran, going to those was some of the best learning experiences I ever had as a musician. I'd never been more nervous in my entire life going there with all those absolute shredders and killers that are just up there destroying on stage the whole entire time they're on there. You know, it doesn't matter who they're playing with, what songs they're playing. Um, I learned a lot of those, you know, I got comfortable playing music. I got comfortable playing in front of my peers there, which is something that also I feel like um, takes some doing. So if you guys are looking for jam nights, that's, you know, there's lots of them around. I know there's a bunch of Fort Dodge. I'd seen a few in Waterloo pop up. Um, I know there's a, at least two I'd saw in Waterloo, as including there's one in Cedar Rapids, and I think I saw a couple in the Quad Cities. So some of the bigger cities are starting to pop up with jam nights, and it's, uh, you know, really making me happy. And like I said, I, I met some of the coolest people I ever met at podcasts or at the uh, jam nights. As a matter of fact, I launched this podcast pretty much near the end of the Patty's pub jams. And that's where I, I got a lot of my first guests or, uh, I met people for the first time that later became guests. So, uh, those jam nights are, are tons of fun. I, I suggest anyone that wants to do something like that, just go out and take the dive and, and just do it because it's, it's tons of, and I, I've talked with other musicians too. I get it that like, this isn't everybody's cup of tea. Some people like to know what they're playing, when they're supposed to play it, how they're supposed to play it. Everything's cut and dry. I get it. Makes sense. But, uh, yeah, if playing off the cuff and playing random songs is your thing, go to a jam night and listen for a couple weeks and kind of get an idea of what songs they're playing or are they playing a lot of 12 bar blues or like what's kind of going on here or, uh, go in there and realize like this is the style a lot of people are going for i know some songs in that style i'll go up there and play two or three or whatever you know or uh, you play one and then you play along with somebody else and you swap songs here or there you know it's it's uh it's just a thing it's just a thing i know i'm going to be trying my best to get down to some of those des moines jam nights because some of my friends from des moines have actually been coming up to the barnum jam nights to jam because they heard how much fun they are and a lot of them have been repeat customers repeat guests repeat arrivals musicians whatever a lot of them have come multiple times to the jam night up there because it's that much fun you never know who's going to show up some nights it's super packed you might only play a few songs sometimes it's not very packed and you might play half the night you never know so check out those jam nights i also just want to say thanks once again to everyone that supported the podcast like i said monetarily through the patreon channel monetarily by buying a t-shirt or a sticker or a hoodie or whatever we've had in the past. And uh, honestly, I want to thank every one of you for listening. If you're listening to this still, you guys are the real reason that this podcast is still going. Uh, like I said, these solo episodes are listened to far less than the guest-driven episodes, which makes sense. But if you're still listening to this right now, I just want to let you know that 
you are the reason I'm doing this. And thank you very much because this is a labor of love and it's not something that is, uh, it's not something that's easy every single week to pull off. I, I took a break one week out of uh, three and a half years that I've been doing this. And I feel like that's a fair, fair amount. Uh, I have run a couple repeat episodes here and there. But yeah, this has just been something that's, I don't know, it's just tons of fun to see when you have a guest on and they share the event and all of their buddies on their Facebook wall love it. Because I, I mean, believe it or not, I see which guests I have that share the you know, the posts that I make. And, uh, I like to go, I like to go to their Facebook pages and see who says what. So, um, it's nice to see that people enjoy listening to these and it's nice to know that people actually do listen to these. So thank you guys very much for listening this deep into a solo episode. Uh, I was hoping to cut this off around a half an hour, but we're, we're well over 15 minutes over on that. So I think I'm just going to call it good and I'll talk to you in the outro. Yeah, there you go. Solo episode. Boom. In the bank. Uh, Can't believe this is almost an hour long. I was just going to do a short episode this week, but I guess you guys get some bonus material, some some extra free stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, I ranted enough in the episode itself, so I don't really think there's too much stuff I need to plug. Audiblefarm.com for all the Audible Farm stuff. Shop.audiblefarm for the Audible Farm shop. Uh, patreon.com slash audible farm that's where you can find the patreon the video versions of this podcast are available there one dollar a month that's all it costs that's twelve dollars a year that's all it's going to cost you to get 50 plus video episodes so check that out if it's something that interests you and uh, that is pretty much it go back and listen to some of the older episodes and uh, you know like I said they've been taking off like gangbusters there's, I'm getting episodes that I've released three, four months ago that are, are still getting 20, 30 listens a week almost. So uh, that's a lot for an old episode. I don't know if people are going through and finally discovering the podcast and going through and listening to old episodes or if they're re-listening or what's going on. But uh, thank you guys for doing that. I don't know who's doing what, but you're doing it and I'm thankful. So thank you guys. And I think I'm just going to call it good. I'll be out of here and uh, I'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.